Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on Just Ball Things, David Fisdale is the new Knicks coach. Can he bring him back to the playoffs? Is it inevitable? Cavs Warriors Part 4. The Celtics should do everything they can to keep Terry Rozier. Will Dwayne Casey be fired? And are the Warriors worried about Steph Curry's form going into Game 4? So shut up and sit down, because JVT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world, and welcome to Just Ball Things. With me today, we have JBT Nick, Nick Music. Um, am I, are we doing this the right way? Are we, is, it, is this opposite world? I know, this is crazy, isn't it? We're stuck um, in an alternate reality. It's nice to have you making, making a bit of noise on the intro. I had my hosting debut with Brooklyn Buzz, I, I got a taste for it, mate. Yeah, well, uh, it's good to hear your voice on the uh, intro, change things up, give us a lot of stress off me. Yes. I mean, remembering this intro is a nightmare. I feel like that you <laughs> see this, say this in your sleep, you kill it every single time. Um, random fact about me, Nicholas, mm. is that we had a date on Friday night and we made the best fried chicken you And what is your name? You, you forgot to introduce oh. yourself. Oh see, my God. It's, it's, it's harder than it seems. My name is Jack Manuel, <laughs> and did you know... That Nick and mm. I made fried chicken on Friday night, and it was delicious. It, it, we we tried to make little little, little popcorn chickens, and yep. we did. We we watched some M- Michael Jordan stuff. Very cute. Day. It was it was great. We watched I mean, half a footy. It was. Uh, I didn't know, get lucky, unfortunately. Of, yeah, no. Nah, um, I don't put out on the first date, mate. You you got to at least woo me another. Three I'll, times. I'll get you some. But with that fried chicken, it might speed up the process. I'll definitely definitely speed it up. The eleven herbs and spices, <laughs> the buttermilk, the succulents. Um, yeah, it turned out turned out real well. That was super tasty. But we are not a food podcast, though we certainly oh, could be I, because that could we have definitely done a fair few off topics on food. Off season, <laughs> we might have to delve more so into. It. I'm pretty sure like we've done like best cuisines this year. Yeah, I mean yeah, potatoes. I mean, look forward to um, off season podcast where it's just off topic <laughs> the whole forty minutes. And Nick is just going to be researching food and oh yeah, and it's going to be fun, fun, fun. But Ooh, more important yeah. things pressing things is the music man well scale we've got playoff edition for those who are new to this is a jbt scale created by us sums up how likely things are to happen we scale on alternative fact twitter fact wikipedia fact and straight up fact nick before we get into playoff talk david fisdale will lead the knicks back to the playoffs his recent hiring by the new york franchise what do you got for this one mate mm. you always do the mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um no I'm, I'm i'm giving this one a Twitter fact. So he's never going to get bring them to the playoffs. He's going to get fired. Like well, Jason Twitter Kidd. fact. No, like we'll lead the Knicks back to the play. Okay, but not this season. Yeah. Okay. Not this season. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe eventually. I mean, I loved this hire from um from the Knicks. Uh, Fizdale seems to scream a New York uh, attitude. Yeah, he's got that style. Got yeah, the, he's, he's got that swagger. Yeah. He's got that misses. Yeah, yeah. She's a very attractive woman. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just. Fisdale sort of uh, personifies everything that New York would want to be. This sort of 
this sort of young guy who is has a lot of life about him. Yeah. He's willing to fight for his team. He's a great player coach. Um, I mean, we saw that at uh, Grizzlies as well. Except for the Marcus Sol relationship. But there's mm. talks already that he's looking to go to Latvia in the offseason to visit uh, Chris Stapps. Also, some more coaching news that we'll touch on mm. because Milwaukee Bucks uh, are going to be hiring uh, Becky Hammond. Uh, not hiring, but interviewing, sorry. Um, a little bit of a misstep there. So that's some awesome news for Becky Hammond. She's certainly uh, well-credentialed with her time with the San Antonio Spurs. I think there are about all the San Antonio Spurs assistants have been rumoured for assistant coaching jobs or, or coaching I mean, when jobs. you when you learn underneath the, the great man himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And your Phoenix made their recent hire, which we, we um, I'm not sure if we did mention, but the, that rumour, uh, the Utah Jazz assistant who's taken over, I don't... No, I don't want to. Igor. Say, I don't. Yeah, we'll call him Igor because I don't want to butcher his last name. We butchered names enough. I've butchered Giannis. I mean, it name. was said on the starters as well. Like, it's great to have an Igor in the league now. Like, it's it's True. great. <laughs> so, plenty of coaching news, and there'll be plenty more coming up. Is Stan Van Gunny gonna? Uh, what are Orlando gonna do? What are Charlotte gonna mm. do? So, certainly watch this space. We'll be breaking it down as the news breaks. So, what are you? What are you giving this one, mate? You're, you're trying to slink away from the yeah. Uh, I, I, from the that's normally what review. you do. Yeah, I'm gonna give. It I always a, forget. I'm gonna. Give it, I'm gonna give it a wiki because I believe in the next two to three years, New York can solidify itself not as a powerhouse, but as a playoff contender at least. With Porzingis at the wheel, yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, for those that haven't listened to yet, um, Woj has Ian Begley of ESPN New York on the pod. A really good sort of in-depth take of, of all the people that they hired. You know, we talked about Mark Jackson, all the different rumors. So definitely give that a listen. Uh, after you've listened to this one, don't switch off and then go to Woj um, because we want you to listen to <laughs> the full hundred. How many minutes do we do? Why did I say 100? Because it's one hour. One hour of our podcast. Nick, what's the next one? Next one here on the Busink Manuel scale. We are bound for part four yeah. of the Cavs Warriors it, in the NBA Finals. It's almost as set in stone as Thanos with his uh, six stones. It's and He's got all of them. I mean, it, it, more Avengers talk, mate. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> it's still only about a week or so in. And I was listening to some podcasts on it, so it was fun. But... After their win today, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James destroying mm. Toronto, oh. LeBronto, um, and the, he took to, as Drake said, turn the O two into the O three. Um, it was God's plan, LeBron's plan, um, G O A T. It's there's just the Warriors are in great form as well, and um, we'll touch on them a little bit later in the Busy Manuel scale. But they seem to be peaking a little bit. They had that loss, which I guess was a sort of a a little bit of a bump in the road, but mm. the Cleveland Cavaliers, I mean, with what's happening in Boston and Philly, I feel like Philly would have been a better challenger for them in terms of what's happened in the regular season. Um, and But Boston have been playing such great basketball, and we'll touch on them as well. But I think this is a, a fact, or as close as he can get to a fact, because the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James uh, uh, look unstoppable, at least in the East. So... It's 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 sort of strange how we look at this things because I'm saying a fact as well, but going into this series, people were saying that you know 76ers could make it out. Yeah, you know they weren't yep. giving Boston the, the 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 respect that they obviously deserve. Yeah, um, and now Boston go past the Sixers. Mm. Logically, that would shift and be like, okay, well Sixers were the favorite to get out of the East. Yep. Now it'll be Celtics, but yep. no, no. It, it's it's so strange how that's the dynamic. That's exactly, that's the dynamic of the um of the East. That even if the you know the Cavs being as dominant as they are, 
and when Boston being as dominant as as they are, you can't see Boston going past the Cavs. See, even if Sixers had gone through, I still. I've learned from my mistakes of picking against LeBron. I picked Raptors, never, Raptors never in pick seven, against which LeBron. is still possible, Nicholas. They could be one of the hundred, <laughs> one of the yeah. one hundred twenty-nine teams. Well, it'll be one hundred and thirty when uh, the Sixers don't make it through, and one hundred maybe thirty-one. Oh, 31 <laughs> when Toronto when don't Toronto make it through. Yeah, it exactly. Through. So that streak is certainly going to continue. Mm. Um, I, I, you can't just pick against LeBron. I think it's as simple as that. He's mm. You know, at OTG Basketball, check them out on Twitter. They posted a poll of is LeBron GOAT status. Nick and I have been chatting about this all week, and it's... It seems to have dominated um, NBA... It's do- at least dominated my uh, Twitter feed and uh, Facebook feed yep. for the past month, at least throughout the playoffs. And like- Nick, yeah, that's, that Nick Wright tweet that I sent to you that was just post-game, the fact that he he's had half as many buzzer beaters as Michael Jordan has had in his playoff career in this playoffs already. And the, I remember saying, I, I can't remember if I tweeted or if I sent it in a DM to someone. Remember when people thought LeBron wasn't clutch? I remember when yeah, people were like, oh, he passes Cow- it off. Coward did a whole piece on like on uh, this sort of NBA myth yeah. that needs to just needs to go because yeah. it's not true. No. Um, and, you know, I, I completely, completely agree He's with him. He's the most clutch player in the NBA right now. I, I don't yeah. care what anyone says. KD might be second, Steph maybe, but LeBron, that shot, I mean, if you haven't watched it, watch it a million times. Watch it with the Drake The shot, remix. the Pacers shot, the, everything, everything with the Cavs, done, with, the, um, with the Raptor seasons. He's literally ripped my heart, and I've spoken to this, I've brought this up at least 10 times on this pod, <laughs> that LeBron has ripped my heart out and just thrown it on the floor when he hit that fadeaway three against the Wizards regular yeah. season. Yeah, I remember that game. But to send it to OT, and then we just fell yeah. to peace. Oh, yeah. That what? inbounds from love. So, ah! Yeah, so it's a fact, Nicholas. Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. We, we are definitely heading to a uh, yeah part four. Whether the whether the Caps can make a fight out of it, I don't think so. I think the Warriors have a, a sort of a mental edge now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there aren't many great fourth iterations of, of films and such. So hopefully this one's better than Rocky <laughs> Four. Um, but, Nick... Moving on to the Celtics, we touched on them a little bit. The Celtics should do everything they can to keep Terry Rozier. Scary Terry, what do you think? Um, I think how how do you value him over Marcus Kyrie Smart? Irving? Oh well, as in over Kyrie Irving, because he's he's not um, he's not going to start over Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you'd have to be you'd you'd have to boast possibly the best or in the top five at least starting point guards in the league to start over Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Rozier's not that. No. But he's proving that he can be a starting point guard. And there's... I think you get more... Like, I think you get a lot of value out of Terry Rozier if you trade him. Yeah, I'd agree. So I am giving this one a, a, a Twitter fact. Yeah. I don't think... Like, keep him if you can. If he's happy coming off the bench, and that is a, that is a weapon yeah. off the bench. Huge. But... If you can trade him for good pieces, yep. good role players, then I go go for it. I mean, Boston have a have a way of making role players absolute successes. And look what's going to happen in this playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in this team, and you can only under a great system, role players will shine. And I posted um, post uh, I think game one or game two um, of the Sixers series a, a poll of Would you rather have Marcus Smart or Terry Rozier as a Celtics fan? And surprisingly. Every, Very surprising. Lip, I think it was not, just me and you who voted against. Yeah, two yeah. people out of like the twenty people that voted voted for Marcus Smart. So they voted. They voted for 
Toru Roshida Everyone went for Toru Roshida King. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, I'd probably give it a wiki because I feel like the Celtics don't have any of those mid-level contracts like 8 to $12 million. And they could give Marcus Smart and Toru Roshida both of them if that's what they're willing to take. See, I, that's the thing. I don't think Roshida settles for a mid-level I don't. Uh, I don't think he does. I think Marcus Smart... Sh- probably does i think he should and i yeah. think you know in terms of roster composition they'll do that what they can to keep them um he's certainly a danny ainge favorite you know in that uh 2015 draft thing was he was pick 16 and now he sort of uh, solidifies himself as like a top five sort of contender mm. you know with Porzingis, uh cat and devin booker and the like so and you know trade pieces like you said nicholas the celtics are known for it but still on the celtics nick Al Horford is a bona fide Hall of Famer, and this series solidifies that status. A bona fide Hall of Famer? Mate, give him the credit he deserves. Uh, Put some respect on the name. He is a great player who's elevated himself this this season. He was a great player in Atlanta, obviously part of that massive, massive 62-win yeah. team yep. uh, there with Teague. Um, and Korver. Yeah, and Korver. Um, What's that? But is he a bona fide Hall of Famer? I don't think he's a lock. Well, I'm not sure that he's he's a complete lock. I mean, how many how many All Star appearances does he? I oh know All Star is All Star. Yeah, but f- four. Yeah, but, four All Stars. But like, if we're talking, uh, Chris Webber didn't make it. I think this year, and I feel like he should have made it. I think the class this year, like Steve Nash, was was super ridiculously high. It's going to depend on when he retires, I think, as well, about how much... He's going to get in. It's a lock for me, and it's a fact. And this series is... I feel like he's finally getting the... Like, people are questioning his all-star status, his contract status. I mean, Brad Stevens' play in that um, final closing seconds was absolutely genius, and Al Horford reiterated that to uh, ESPN as well. So I, I feel like he's in a lock. You know, you can't... You got... When... You know, everyone like reveals like you know the all the Hall of Famers and here's their numbers, and it's gonna be like, oh yeah, Al Horford is only like a couple of time All Star, you know, a couple of All NBA teams, you know, he doesn't have like twenty ten and five per game, hmm. but he doesn't need to. I feel like Paul Millsap, you know, we could be talking about as well, but I think his trajectory is different in terms of where he is in Denver now. But with Al Horford right now and how he is leading this team, he is the leader on this team. The points may not say, you know, the box score might not say every single game, but he is leading this team right now, and he is the focal point, and his clutch shots might not be pretty. I think the starters said, you know, he gets dinkers and dumpers and layups, but they are effective as hell, and Brad Stevens is utilizing him as as well as you can, and he's creating this Hall of Fame status that I think is really worthy. I mean, he's a, he's a very important piece on the floor, and you've got stats like value over replacement player, but box plus minus. You, got, yeah. you, you do have stats that can... Quanti- analytics. Yeah, that can quantify that. Um, I am not saying that he is a definitely an important player, but we're talking Hall of Fame basketball. He doesn't have the championships. He doesn't have the, uh, the awards and the accolades, and he doesn't have the stat line either. Yeah, but like, uh, like he's an important piece in teams. So, but when do role play? Like, he's more than a role player. Yeah, but I'm just going to generalize it here. When do role players make Hall of Fame? Well, like, if we're talking right now, Carmelo Anthony has been questioning about like him is whether he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Who do you value more in that sense, right Ka- now or prime? Like, no, but like uh, in terms of like Hall of Fame, you're assessing their entire career. And that includes college career as well. And I think Mello had a really great college career with Syracuse. And that was probably his most winning time ever. I would say Al Horford has had a better career. NBA career. 
But when you're inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame, it takes into account so many different factors. So, I don't know. Would you rather have... If if both of them... Were, let's hypothet- play the hypothetical what game pill, What pill is easier to swallow? The mellow pill? The mellow pill or the Horford pill? I say the mellow pill. Mm. I, I think. Um, you know, being in that massive market helps his case tremendously. He is a 10-time All-Star but I don't put I don't put credence into All Star. Where the difference is made, he's a ten he's a six time All NBA team, is um Carmelo Anthony, and this is where the difference for Al Horford is. He's been in the All NBA team once. Yeah, I mean, look, it, so it, he's an he's an important player. He often gets overlooked, which is why the accolades aren't there. And I'm saying that you've got these stats that quantify how important he is to teams. But we are talking the greatest of the greats of the game. Yep. Um, and I, I don't think Al Horford's quite there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly, if we're talking about, like, All-Stars, you know, Reggie Miller, is he as good as a Reggie Miller? Like, five-time NBA All-Star, mm. you know, three-time All-NBA, um, third team, you know. Reggie Miller never was the dominant force. He wasn't T-Mac, he wasn't Allen Iverson in that sense. And he got in a class where it was Ralph Sampson um, as well. So, it depends on when he retires. I feel like he'll get there. But he's not a lock. But I, I feel like he probably should be because I feel like he's got a, a, enough years. But in terms of where he, when he retires, does he retire with like LeBron? Does he retire with D Wade? That's when it's going to get tricky. So, um, Nicholas, well, one thing, just yes, one thing before yes. I go, go sir. Um, Horford's just been consistent, which is goes goes to your point. I mean, Horford hasn't had the drop off that Mallow has. No, in 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 recent years. But and in fact, but Horford never had the heights, and it's the heights that people remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure like Bill Simmons will revolt if Al Horford isn't in, in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, and he'll probably write a whole book about it. But uh, Dwayne Casey Nicholas, a possible coach of the year contender. I think uh, we both may have had him, or if not, uh, certainly had him in our top three. Could be one of the first ever coaches to win Coach of the Year and be fired in the same season. Now, this came from our friends, our brethren at Off <laughs> at, the Glass, at OTG, and you yep. loved it. So I, I thought I'd chuck it in. Absolutely adored this tweet and this notion because it's so possible? unfathomable. It's so unfathomable, yeah. but so possible at the same time. Yeah. It it just makes me smile. Yeah. Um, I had Dwayne Casey for Coach of the Year. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm pretty sure I popularized his vote for Coach of the Year. Did you have Brett Brown though? At the end of the year, I did. Have, <laughs> I did change to Brett Brown. And now just, a lot of people will be saying Brad Stevens. Yes, exactly. It's Quinn amazing Snyder. what the, it's amazing what the postseason does. Oh, absolutely. When um when Harden um when Westbrook got beat um was did he get beat first round last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockets. Um. Yeah, it was it was Rockets. Yeah, and yep. then people were just like, oh, maybe James we should have given it to James Harden. Yeah. It feels like we should give the awards after, but I mean, they're regular season awards. They're regular season awards. For coaching, though, I'd advocate, I mean, this is slightly off tangent, but I'd advocate it for it to be after the playoffs. Now, in the sense, like, this Coach of the Year in the AFL, it's generally given to the Premiership winning coach most times, but I'd advocate for Coach of the Year to be given after the postseason, because Quinn Snyder would probably be above Dwayne Casey right now, and Brad Stevens would be above Dwayne Casey for me right now as well with what they've done to get a 3-0 series. And with all their injuries, we know everything that's happening But there. then would, what do you give Ty Lue? Does it inflate Ty Lue's I mean, it does. Status? I think it does. I mean, there was an article on The Ringer that said Ty Lue is coaching rings around um, 
Dwayne Casey right now in terms of like the adjustments that Toronto have, have failed to make in terms of Serge Ibaka and his poor form mm. and that final play where Tyloo didn't call a timeout and allowed LeBron to have all this space that mm. he needs and just run it so rather than being cramped in the half court where he will probably have taken a jumper mm. I would have guessed so I mean yeah it, it certainly could happen but on the scale Nick where, where's it where's it going on the scale is it wiki? Is I'm, it Twitter? I'm giving this one wiki. Man, wow, that's maybe, pretty high. Maybe because I just want it to happen so bad. I mean, <laughs> Speaking if existence. they get swept, yeah, they struggled against the Wizards, and we're a bad team. Yep. We are a bad like we're an eighth seed, and you look at the eighth seed in the West of the Timberwolves. Yeah, um, we were we were a bad team. We yep. had a tremendous slump at the end, um, but Toronto have huge mental hangups that they need to get by. Yeah. And so the, you need to make some changes, and I think the changes come from the top. Yeah, and I mean, coach is generally the first guy to fall before the players. I mean, exactly right. I mean, I don't, I don't think he should go. I think he's amazing. He's proven that he can, he can change a system and he, he can adapt. But if they want some serious regular, if they, I will also not be surprised if he does not. Sorry, if he does get fired. Yeah, which will be crazy if he wins coach of the year and gets fired. I just <laughs> want it to happen so bad. I'm oh, sorry, Dwayne Casey. This is going to be wild. Um, Raptors fans at JBT Nick. Um, <laughs> send us an email. JBT Podcast. Hey, hey, you, you you told them to at me when I said that I don't give the Toronto Raptors <laughs> any faith against the Cavs. And you were right. Look, I was right. You were right. There's there's few. It's few and far between. But we'll give him the kudos he deserves. Raps fans. Um, I was definitely wrong. I'll eat my words. I, I think I said I've eaten Nick's face a couple of times you have. on this podcast. I've but gone through many a face. Yes, uh, face off, mask off, face off, mask off, mask off. We need a we need a soundboard that's got. I will eat your face. I will smash your face off your face. Play oh, it. I've got it. Yes. Uh. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face. It's going it. to happen. It's going to happen. There we go. How about that one? Um, Nicholas, Nate Duncan. Per Nate Duncan, Steph's curry form in his second game back from injury should be a worry for Golden State. Mm, okay. he, You're going to have to remind me here. So, first game back. Killer game one. Absolutely amazing. Plus now, 22 or something like that. His first shot was just like, Steph Curry's never left. Yep. Now, I Nate Duncan, I don't know why he singled out Steph Curry necessarily, um, Clay was up and down. Uh, KD was up and down. Their whole team, and even Steve Kerr's coaching in, in starting like JaVale McGee, not starting his like best lineup with, with Iggy and Draymond at the five, um, was really surprising. Draymond was having all issues with Anthony Davis as well. Uh, the amount of turnovers that he had as well uh, was just you know ridiculous. And when Golden State take care of the ball, that's generally when they're at their best. So I don't know why he singled out Seth Curry. I don't think it's worrisome because it's generally listening to a lot of talk back and such, generally that second game is somewhat of a letdown when you're coming back from an injury because you've got the high of the mm. home crowd and in the second game you feel that little bit of a slump. Now, Stephen Curry wasn't horrible. It was bad by his standards. But I think game five is gonna we're going to see, uh, not rejuvenated, but maybe a, 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 a signature Steph game. I mean, he's still on a sort uh, a a sort of minutes restriction. Yeah, they yeah. said that he wasn't going to be on minutes restriction, but he obviously is. Um, when you get massive, massive minutes from, uh, well, not massive because it was a blowout at the end, but they yeah. played everything yeah. until that last little bit. Yeah. You've got Durant, Green, Thompson, like all these guys were just getting completely, completely outplayed by the Pelicans. Like those three guys had a had about a minus twenty five each. When you've got the big three in your um on the Pelicans with a plus twenty three, so it's yeah. like it's direct 
those direct matchups, yeah, there. Um, when you when you're giving when you're letting Rajon Rondo get 21 assists, <laughs> he's he, he's done it twice now. <laughs> he's he's crazy. I'm not I'm not I'm not doubting his ability. Yeah, he's obviously capable. He's an amazing passer. He's got one. He's got like a, a brilliant yeah brilliant IQ, and you've got a great team around him. You've got good shooters, and you've got Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, who can he? Like I would love to know how many of those were just lobs. Yeah. There was a lot of like inside passes to Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis was making the three ball as well. Mm. That game three was really cool. It was good to see the, the Pelicans bounce back. They deserve that win. Mm. They've had an awesome season, uh, especially in the absence of DeMarcus Cousins. Game four is going to be crucial to the direction of this series. Um, can Steph step back up um, You know, for Nate Duncan's sake? Um, you know, they're not normally the hot takey sort of guys, but mm. they they certainly jumped in on one there. That's normally our job. Um, yeah. <laughs> but well, if you can get like decent minutes from Kevon Looney as well, like he he's been he okay. Was, he was he was great in what I game one or two yeah, of this what, series, or what, maybe it was the last. Yeah. Series. What I don't understand is how Jordan Bell is not playing any more minutes because he is the perfect replacement for Draymond Green. Just that defensive guy who can hit a three every now and then, can pass the ball a little bit. Kevon Looney um, and JaVale McGee just feel like the Steve Kerr's rotations leave a lot to be desired sometimes. Um, it feels like he's just going deep in the rotation. And we know he loves to empower all from one to nine in his roster, Sean Livingston, whoever it might be. But the playoffs are a time where it's just like, you've got to win these games. Like, who cares if you're giving Kevon Looney 12 minutes? Spread those minutes. Give four minutes each to KD, Clay, and Draymond. Who cares? Like you've got mm. to win these games. And you know, game three, um, game two was you know the, them at their best. Game three was a certain, a, a definite letdown. But game four is going to be awesome. Um, I'm gonna hopefully we can, I can see some of it somehow mm. because it's going to be awesome to see. Hopefully the Pelicans can steal it because um, it, it would still be an upset despite the fact it's been at home because. Um, but Nicholas, you are a fan of the fact that they don't win it, and then they come back three one. Yeah, I mean, if okay, <laughs> he, here are my predictions. <laughs> here we go, Nick. Go. It's two one at the moment. Yes, it is. If it gets to two two, yeah, Golden State have got it done. All right, Easy. Fair which enough. is which is weird to say, but yes. Golden State will close it up, lock it up at home. <laughs> but if it gets to three one, why? Because stay woke. Oh yes, that's why the Warriors. If, blew if it gets to three one and they win one in New Orleans. Then they've lost. Oh my! They're God. not getting through. I love this take, Nicholas. Pelicans, Rockets, Pelicans, Jazz, Western Conference Final. Love it. Calling it. Now. Love it. Love it, Hot Nicholas. Take. Speaking, speaking of the Rockets and Jazz, uh, did you see Harden, James Harden, and Chris Paul going at it? I did. Yeah. So Harden, I mean, yeah, the little fist bump, fist bump out, fist bump of peace. Yeah. And then bang. Yeah. Just slapped away. Harden Ooh. and Paul arguing in Game Three against the Jazz isn't a good look for the Rockets. Hashtag fact. It's not a good look. Yeah. Should we read into it? Yeah, probably not. No. Um, how? I mean, everyone was going crazy when LeBron was yelling at that Ty Lu. Yeah. And that hilarious voiceover that the Kyrie Irving, like D Wade. It's white line fever. Yeah. Um, it's these guys are fierce competitors on the court. Um, like personalities can clash. Yeah. But these guys are bigger. Fish to fry. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they're, they're bigger people than what than what they're showing on the court. I mean. One of the one of the best things that like really opened my eyes. I mean, it's no no huge mystery that I'm not a big Russell Westbrook fan. You are not. Um, You're a Harden boy. He is. I am a Harden boy. Like he's a, he's a great player, but I think he's yeah. Anyway, I won't get into that. But one of the most surprising things that I heard listening to a Zach Lowe podcast, who was speaking to a uh, Oklahoma City beat reporter, Royce Young. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but saying how how what a wonderful guy he is off. 
off the um, off, off the, the record. Court. Yeah. Off the court, off the record, uh, he does a tremendous amount of charity work. I mean, a lot of NBA players do. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is fantastic, but just his demeanor off the court is nothing like it is on the court. Yeah. I mean, he's he's cruel. He is crude uh, on the court, and he doesn't scream a good leader. But yeah. then off the court, he is is just such a, a lovely guy. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, and it really it really took took me a, took me back yeah so these guys off the court model of the story is very different i don't yeah. think we should be reading much into this yeah i mean it's good to see james harden showing a bit of fire because a lot of guys will say that um have argued against him as being somewhat lackadaisical or not caring about basketball cp3 is that guy that's got that white line fever sort of thing so to see this sort of fire from james harden you know you could twist it however you want you could twist it as a positive um my favorite part of the video is the fact that no one else like Mike D'Antoni's still drawing up yeah, a play. He's still drawing up a play. And he's, just, <laughs> he's letting like w- w- that is. I mean, it's good coaching. I mean, they, they, he's not treating them like kids. It's like stop arguing. They need to. Sort they need out. to get this out. And that's yeah. sort of D'Antoni's style, and that's sort of how his like style of game has been. Like, let the guys do their thing. I'll empower them with the preseason and the training camps, and we'll instill all the systems we need to. And now it's just up to my leaders to do it. After James Harden and Chris Paul, so I mean, I I don't mind it in a, in a sense, but at the same time, not the best look. And I'm sure Rockets fans, and you know, you can twist if if we're going to Game Four and the Jazz win it or whatever. But they had a huge win, and it was absolutely dominant. So yeah, I mean, Jazz Jazz were were taken aback, I guess, after their after their big. After their big win um, in Houston, yeah, they were sort of uh, taken, taken, taken aback a little bit. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell didn't perform uh, as well as he would have liked, but Rockets just led and then never stopped leading. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, Jazz it was brilliant from Jazz it, it was brilliant from the uh, uh, from the Rockets there. Um, and we'll see what uh, game... Th- I think that game three of that one's tomorrow. Oh, game four. Game four, yeah. Yeah, game four of that one's tomorrow. So, big day of uh, big day of ball Western Conference ball tomorrow. That's it. Yep, hopefully there's some good results for fans listening at home. Nick, we haven't done this before. Well, no, we have. We haven't done it in a while. We haven't done it in a while. Let's I mean, post-season, to- our, our, post-season, our podcast tends to change a little bit. So, let's go to a break before we do DBS. <laughs> You're listening to Just Ball Things. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Welcome back to Just Ball Things. Again, if you're catching us on the podcast, do us a massive favor. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It'll help us out a heap with rankings and getting user feedback, everything. It's just brilliant. If you guys could do that, that'd be fantastic. So let's move on to our next part, DBS. Drop. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bench. No! God, please, no! No! Start. All right, that's more like it. This is DBS. Yes, welcome to DBS. DBS stands for Drop Bench Start. So uh, we'll be taking three NBA players and deciding who we drop, who we bench, who we start. Exactly like that. Jackie, a bit of a rookie-inspired one. Yes. This one. Um... Specifically, playoffs edition. Yes, we should uh, only playoffs. So, three players who are performing in the playoffs. You can probably guess who who it is. <laughs> um, the debate's been going all week long. 
Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, specifically playoff performances. Jack, who you're dropping, who you're benching, who you're starting. Yes, sir. Uh, it's been a hell of a week for three of these guys. Mm-hmm. Plenty of uh, controversy surrounding all of them, mm. well, except for maybe Tatum. Yeah, well, he's, he's been the most consistent. <laughs> so, the, hence why I'm going to start Jason Tatum. Uh, I'm going to bench Donovan Mitchell, and it pains me to say, but I'm going to be dropping Benny Boy, Big Ben. Um, the only reason being is that he just doesn't seem to have that confidence and that swagger that he had in the Miami Heat series uh, against this Boston Celtics. Now, whether that's due to you know, a lack of confidence, uh, we saw one of his plays, uh, key crucial plays going down the stretch where he put up that shot and he, it was certainly rushed. A normal Ben Simmons would have gone bodied it, it's it, whether he was afraid to to get fouled and go to the free throw line, or whether he d- he didn't know the the clock where the clock was and that time management. Um, it's just it, it, it. I mean, you could argue against for Donovan Mitchell as well, whose performance in Game Three, uh, ten points, four of sixteen shooting. You know, but I mean, so many people have been saying about Ben Simmons. You know, that one point uh, he did have a few assists, uh, a few rebounds as well. So he did have some sort of an impact. He's not a big scorer, Simmons. We know that. Um, so uh, it's hard to say. The thing that really, really irked me is on Friday when Nick and I were hanging out um, on Instagram, of course, of all places, I probably should stay off that place, platform. That's probably the worst platform for, for NBA talk anyway. Yeah. I had a poll where it's like, is Ben Simmons a real rookie? And 53% said no. And it's I, just, I can't believe that. Like, it's, it's literally People like believing just... what isn't real. It's like, it's like the flat earth shit. It's like saying... Like there's a there's a theory going around right now that Australia doesn't exist, Nick, in the flat Earth that Australia doesn't exist. Like we're not like that's basically that's brilliant. If you think if you think Ben Simmons isn't a true rookie, then you don't believe the Earth is flat and you don't mm. believe Australia exists. I'm putting that out there at J at the J Man JBT JBT podcast at gmail.com. Hit me mm. up. But um, uh, nonetheless, those are my reasons for the Ben Simmons dropping. Um. Yeah, I mean, in terms of playoff averages, he's averaging the least amount of points. But it, it's this—it's the same story that we that we play ev- throughout the regular season. He's just better at everything else. He dominated the Miami Heat in that first series, and I'm not going to quickly forget that. People are saying it's like, oh, well, it's pointless now because he can't do it against the Celtics. Fair enough, the Celtics are a better team, but it's not a matter of the Boston Celtics stifling him so much to perform like this. Like, yeah. Part of it will be. Yeah, absolutely. But he's just playing bad. Yeah. Like, it's... The rookie wall has hit him. Yeah. <laughs> like, to to an extent. I mean, he's had he's had one terrible game, and then you can see... You Today's can just game see, is average. You can see flashes of... of rookiness in him. I mean, that rushed shot at the end. Yeah. A more experienced head, a more cool head. The turnover as will, well. Yeah. Will will make better decisions, and that's fine. It's in, it's in his first year. Yeah. Because he is a rookie. Yeah. He is a rookie. But on the counterpart, you see Jason Tatum and, and his play. He has th- got so much less pressure on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. But you could you could say Ben Simmons has Joel Embiid as well. So, I mean, you can make the argument either yeah, way. Yeah, but what, what, what players are more important? To, I'm not saying Jason Tatum is not important to the Celtics. He's been their but, best scorer, hasn't he? It, I'm pretty sure. One of, now that Jalen Brown's out. Yeah. Um, but Terry Rozier has taken all, that, all the slack off Jason yeah. Tatum's shoulders personally yeah um jason tatum has been playing this whole year pressure free yeah, i mean yeah. he, he he was a top he was top three pick but the uh top the the top pick was injured and the second pick's a i shouldn't say a boss because i i believe 10, in, seven and seven i, I believe in lonzo ball he's good but 
Yeah, I mean, comparatively, nothing. Yeah. So Jason Tatum's been like, all right, he's, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the best um, from this rookie class. He's a consistent... He's a well, second consistent best. shooter playing in a great system. He's got the least pressure. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell... So, so, all right. So, I'll, I'll get to my, my picks. I'm going to start Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Sorry. No. I'm going to start, start Tatum? Jason Tatum. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to start <laughs> Jason Tatum. Game, the least... Uh, exactly. He hasn't had a bad... G- he's, he's averaging 17 points a game. Uh, best shooter out of 18. all... 18.1 after today's Oh, games. there you go. Yeah. Um, best shooter out of this lot. Yeah. Um, consistent role player... Um, and so I'm going to want him on my team. I'm going to I'm going to start him you because I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have someone there supporting him. Yeah, little tidbit. Did you see that dunk he almost killed Joel Embiid on? And worldwide Wob, it was like you got lucky, and they showed him mouthing <laughs> you got lucky to Joel Embiid. I like he's getting a bit of swagger mm. about him now. Um, he's, he's getting that confidence. Um, he's going to be his kids going to be. A he, star. He's going to be great. They're all going to be so stars. I'm, I'm going to start Jason Tatum. He's been most consistent. He stepped up when he needed to. And that's that's completely fine. I'm going to bench Simmons. Yep. Plenty of Donovan Mitchell stands aren't going to like this, do you, boy? Um, I'm going to bench Simmons. Sorry, bit rookie though. Aussie bias oh, a little mate. bit. I'll accept that. I'll I'll cop it. I love Ben Simmons. I love what he does on the court. Uh he's he's just better at everything except shooting. Yeah. He had a few poor decision making. Um, Poor decisions, but that's going to be uh, that's that's going to come with being a rookie. Yeah. I'm dropping. Donovan Mitchell, his bad game. Um, his, I mean, I'll, I'll use the same. I'll use the same defense for him. I'm not being biased. I'll use the same defense for Donovan Mitchell. He's gonna have bad games. Yeah, that's fine. His bad games are more impactful on the Jazz, um, which yeah. is no, which is of no fault of his own. I'm not knocking him for that. I would say you could argue the latter as well because you know the Jazz have, you know, a, a, a greater team, I guess, so to speak. They're all like good to average or above mm. the Sixers need their stars to step up mm. and when Simmons who is their second star and their second best player Joel Embiid is their best player that, that's without saying so I feel like he needs to be because when Joel Embiid's off that's generally when Ben Simmons should be sort of you know he's got those four shooters around him but you know, he he's, he looked a little bit like a deer in headlights and, and again those are rookie moments but via stat muse I mean this is the stat I was going to reference again I mean yeah. like in terms of the rookie rookie decision making that has gotten Ben Simmons in a lot of trouble. It's also it's it's not being played for Donovan Mitchell. I don't yeah. know why Donovan Mitchell has gotten this sort of league wide favoritism and why Ben Simmons is getting absolutely crapped on. But Jack, you got the stat for me? Yes. Yeah, so two. I'll give you two, Nicky boy. So one um, via David Locke. Donovan Mitchell is over sixteen in the paint, non restricted area in the three games versus Houston. So. He's certainly been poor in his shooting and mm. his shot selection, mm. but also via stat news, Donovan Mitchell, 24.3 points per game, and Jason Tatum, 18.1 points per game, are the first pair of rookies to each average over 18 points per game in a playoff front of at least eight games or more since Bird and Magic in 1980. Mm. So, I mean, Mitchell, Mitchell's great. He's getting he's getting the points and he's he's getting he's getting W's as well. Like, yeah. and that's that, and that is that is great. Yeah. Um. But who do I value and who do I want on my team? Which is exactly what DBS is. Uh, I would want Simmons over Mitchell. But if we're putting the games right now, because this is a playoff version of it, we're not talking about like a normal team. Mm. We're talking about our playoff team right playoff. now. I'd probably I mean, have right out of Donovan Mitchell. He still he still played amazing defense against um. The His defense was off in that really bad game. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that bad game is a, is a black mark. I'm not denying that. Yeah. But we're 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 talking one game out of all the games that he has played. 
I mean, they were so dominant against the Heat. I'm not going to quickly forget yeah, that's what, fair. what was done in that series. And he told uh, the media after the game um, that I've got a lot of growing to do. It's the first season I played. The first time I played in the playoffs, I'm learning a lot. So I, I like he threw that in. It's like, it's my first season. It's the first time <laughs> it, I've played in the playoffs. It's, it's like, fir- I'm a rookie. <laughs> I'm a rookie. It's my first day. <laughs> um, and yeah. Whack, I mean, whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's interesting, and it's it's going to be. I mean, the next game for each of these guys. I, I expect a huge performance from Donovan Mitchell in Game mm, Four. Yeah, um, they are in, in Utah, so it's going to be massive. That bounce back factor is huge in all sports. Uh, ben Simmons, we expected a, a a more impactful statement game. This game, he was still good. He was still good. I mean, he he does a lot off ball, but he made some crucial crucial mistakes mm. down the stretch, which you could you could argue that cost him the game um, in many ways, but. That's that's our DBS guys. Let us know yours. Um, you know, JVT Podcast at gmail.com at JVT Nick at the JMA JVT. Hit us up. Facebook, you know, you want to post on the wall, we'll we'll take a look at it as well. I mean I can definitely I can definitely see the most popular DBS being Mitchell, Tatum and Simmons. Yeah. Only because of the amount of flack that Simmons gotten in this past week. It's like got he a- still hasn't been he hasn't been bad. He was bad he was very bad in that game. Yeah. But on a whole, I don't he has not had a bad series. Yeah. It was nice to do DBS again. Yeah, I know. It's something Something different, but sort of going going back to our roots was yeah. one of our first uh, first ever segments. So yeah, was, I remember um, people saying like when we were, it was just our family and friends listening that it was like their favorite segment, and like now we barely do it. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got off topic has taken the taken the reins, and Jackie. we've gotten more popular. I have no idea. We never get feedback on off topic, so I'm pretty well, sure we, never we get do... feedback in general. So we don't know whether what we're doing is good. Let us know, or... please. <laughs> please. We have like if you if you we're gonna just do whatever the hell we want if you don't give us the feedback. Um, so you know those ratings and reviews are certainly one. Uh, one place. way, yeah, one way to get back at us, uh, uh, Gmail. I mean, we'll we'll give you all the spiel at the end, yes. which will be. Let me spiel. All right, you want to, sp- Mister Host? Yeah, yeah. Change it. We're changing things up. I am the host man. <laughs> that just about does it, guys, for another week of J- uh, Just Ball Things. So I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, catch us every Monday at two PM Eastern wow. on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel for all our American listeners. As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is you listen to your pods. Wow. Do a solid, leave us a rating and review, helps us out a heap. You can contact us at the JMNJBT is me or at JBT Nick on Twitter. Also hit up at OTG Basketball. We can read some awesome NBA articles. I'm doing articles of the week as well. Uh, a little thing that I've been introducing about the, my favorite articles from all around the web. Is there are there stats in in that in those ones, mate? Well, Nick, I always do it for you, mate. Just check it out. Check out my page. Check out OTGBasketball.com. Awesome stuff happening there. Uh, we got Facebook as well. Uh, so just search Just Ball Things. You'll find us. We're sharing all the highlights. Mm-hmm. And we're posting some stuff. To make sure you keep an eye out on that one. Uh, hit us up on email. We've had a couple. Um, we need that podium. Who's the bronze? Uh, we'll make, no, you're gonna, you, we'll give three golds out to, to the people who email <laughs> us. You all get a gold medal. Uh, hit us up at jbtpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, it is you guys who make the show great. We appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week... Keep balling, superstars. Come on.